With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Now launching. Mackie and Judd. We'll we get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? Is Jimmy leaving? <laughs> Can Tibbs let him go? These are the days of our wolves. You know, we're always going to do what's best for the team. That's the that's the important thing for everyone to understand. And if that means he's here, then he'll be here. If it means he's not here, then he's not here. So just focus on what we have. The one thing about Jimmy is if he's here, you know, or he's somewhere else, once he gets there or he's here, he's going to give you everything he has. He's a, he's a competitor. And so the big thing is to we have to focus on what we need to do to win. And so that's what we're doing. Tom Thibodeau wants him back on the court. He wants to coach him. He wants to uh, play this out over time. And once Jimmy Butler, if Jimmy Butler gets back on the floor here, um, and Tom Thibodeau is in charge of making the final decision on a trade, then there's very likely not going to be a deal. But Glenn Taylor, the owner, has been more motivated to find a trade, and he's engaged himself on the ownership level with other teams, including the Miami Heat. So there's a somewhat of a battle of wills going on between Taylor and Tom Thibodeau. Oh boy, do we have drama? Do we <laughs> do we have more drama? Is Jimmy leaving? Uh, maybe not. Can Tibbs let him go? Maybe not. <laughs> These are the days of our wolves. All right, that second soundbite that you heard from, I believe, um, earlier today from Woj was followed up by this bit of information that uh, surfaced this afternoon that Jimmy Butler indeed did take the court. Manny Hill, he oh, took boy, the court, did he all right. Ever. To practice with his teammates, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm going to just read you a few paragraphs here because uh, trying to encapsulate it myself would not be doing it justice. From Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN.com. All-star Jimmy Butler participated in the Timberwolves practice on Wednesday. A session that included him verbally challenging teammates, coaches, and front office executives, league sources told ESPN. Butler was vociferous and emotional at times, targeting president coach Tom Thibodeau, General Manager Scott Layden and teammates Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, league sources also said. He had not participated with the team so far this season in practice after requesting a trade three weeks ago. Butler took part in drills and scrimmaged with the Wolves. At one point in a scrimmage, sources told Woj, Butler turned to GM Scott Layden and screamed, and I quote, cleaning it up, You bleeping need me. You can't win without me. Butler left. Teammates and coaches largely speechless. The the practice comes after sources said the Heat were still pressing for a trade to acquire Butler. There's more now. There's more coming out. This is the this more? is the greatest story of all time. More? Yes. Oh, it's great. The dysfunction, the dysfunction is just marvelous. Oh, it's fantastic. Doogie, who is go- uh, going to join us uh, around three fifteen oh, for for a scoop segment, which will be entirely Butler, I'm sure, mm-hmm. is uh, just tweeted this out. Told Butler is breaking his silence right now in a sit down with ESPN interview to air tonight on the All Sports Network. So Jimmy Butler is going to break his silence. I don't think he has spoken at least publicly. I, I think his he's probably been a source on some stories, but I don't think he has spoken uh, since he demanded to be traded by the Wolves three weeks ago. Uh, also on the jump today, it was reported that in the practice that Woj 
summed up in which Jimmy Butler again told Scott Layden, you bleeping need me. You can't win without me. That oh, in the boldness, man. That in one part of the scrimmage, Butler recruited and or said, I'm playing with the third string players and beat the starters. Of course. This is... Because the starters are shell-shocked. I once saw... I covered the 2010 Vikings. So I was there the day that we found out that an infuriated Percy Harvin was so mad at Brad Childress that he was in the weight room. He took a dumbbell. He threw it. And threw it. Yep. And at the last second, a staffer closed the door, and instead of the dumbbell hitting Childress and or a person, it hit the door. That is, I think, the most dysfunctional thing I've covered. And I'm not at Target Center on a daily basis, Manny. I think this might top it. But this has got to be up there. This has got to be yeah. one of the now now one become one of the most dysfunctional stories in this town as far as sports teams go and as far as disgruntled players go. The only thing I thought of when I saw Woj's tweets about Jimmy saying you bleeping need me was the the first thing that came to my mind was that scene in Scarface where Tony Montana is sitting at the dinner table with Michelle Pfeiffer and she she gets up she's you know and he's drunk and she gets up and she's like I'm I'm leaving you I'm I'm fed up I'm tired of this I'm leaving you and then Pacino's character Tony Montana is sitting there at the table and he's drunk and he's just and he goes you're all a bunch of bleeping bleepies <laughs> you know why cuz you don't have the guts to be what you want to be you need people like me. You need people like me to point your bleeping fingers and say, that's the bad guy. And what does that make you? Good? I love it. We'll say, we'll say goodbye to the bad guy. <laughs> that's that's, yes. imme- that's yeah, the scene that's immediately that You're I right. thought of right away. It was that scene in Scarface. You're right. That's absolutely that's, perfect. That's basically what it was. That's basically what it was. It's fantastic. It's glorious. Now, now... As juicy and delicious as this story is, though, considering the fact that Butler was back in town on Tuesday and sat down with Tibbs and again told him, Tom, trade me. I don't want to be here. I'm not going to re-sign. I don't want to play for you. I don't even like you. This is about the least surprising thing of all time because we started to get indications. I think Woj had the story last week that Butler might practice and and doesn't want to miss paychecks Mm -hmm. so that he's prepared if he has to and the Wolves won't acquiesce to his demands to take the court. What played out today, though, is just the start of what's to come. If yeah. Tibbs doesn't back off this, if they don't trade this guy, and, and people keep saying, hold on to him. Hold. Well, if you're going to do that, you've got to suspend him. You can't. Yeah, he can't. He and, if can't. Tibbs, and if Tibbs, in his own weird, sadistic, weird way, thought, this is Jimmy, he's back, you're crazy. This guy's going to make your life miserable. He's going to beat people up eventually. Who knows what he's capable of? Well, that's, I mean... You bleeping knee. I mean... We're it, we, Judd, we're a week away from the season starting. I know, but there's going to be Wolves fans now saying this is working. They got leverage now. Jimmy's back. He's going to have to be back. He. This was tip of the iceberg today. Does anybody really think that this is going to somehow ignite this incredible season that this team is going to have now? And Jimmy's back and he's... He's going to light a fire underneath Wiggins and Towns, and they're going to play with a purpose, and now they're going to win 55 games and go to the Western Conference Finals. Come on. I hope Come not. On. I hope not, but you know what? I've seen enough tweets from from not a big group. Because if people but a select, really think that that's going to happen, that they're, they're crazy. But I've seen enough tweets from a select group of diehard Wolves fans who desperately want to believe this like that oh no no I get it I get what they're doing they're they're all they're all like I told you before everybody's wrong here nobody's right yeah. and and I've always been it's always surprised me and I can't explain why there's always a group of fans who were like no I get I get what they're doing they're doing the right thing they're all crazy right now and this is this is what they got today is what they're going to get and I and I guarantee you, we are. If he's going to keep practicing and try to practice, and they don't say, "Jimmy, you're suspended," he is he is two practices away from taking a swing at Andrew Wiggins. Here's my and then question. good luck. 
Here's my question, though. And people be like, that's great. He should. Well, but here's here's my question. Is this Jimmy's way of trying to expedite the process of him getting out of course it is. Yes. But that's what I'm... That, that, but he doesn't... That, yeah. Yes, that yes. I think there is something behind that. That's why this is not surprising. Mm-hmm. But the point being is the next step is to scrimmage against Wiggy or Cat so and take a punch at him. So he's deliberately trying to make himself yes. toxic to... Yes. Try and force force their hand and say, Absolutely. "I want out of here. Get me out of here this is all, yes. right now." This is this is all. Yeah. Th- these are all steps. These, but the and, and the problem that we have here is we don't have a front office that is of sound mind to handle this any better than Jimmy is. Jimmy's going to be insubordinate to Thibodeau. Thibodeau is being insubordinate to Taylor. And unless somebody found him as of late, I haven't heard from Glenn Taylor in weeks. Mm-hmm. So everybody, this comes down to, and people are going to be like, no, it's not true. This comes down to, we have to have an adult in the room, and right now we don't. But this is a play-by-play. I'm Two practices from now, if this guy is forced to continue, he is going to start a fight. Well, because here's the thing, and, and people are going to keep, you know, People are going to look at, okay, what happened today and say, well, well, he's right. You know, they can't win without him. Okay. Yeah, in, in the short term, yeah, you're probably right. Like, this is, if they trade him, they're a non-playoff team. But we all knew that. Yep. The problem is, is right now, if he's going to show up and this is this is how it's going to be, guess what? They're a non-playoff team. Oh, it's going to come. Because because the, the, the chemistry is not going to be there. Yep. Everybody's going to be bickering and complaining and yelling at each other. That's not a formula for winning. That's not a formula for a playoff team. He wants to be as big a cancer as he can possibly be. So at this point... You think he gives a damn about wins in Minnesota? So at, at this point, oh. look, he he's already decided that he wants out. So I don't want to hear about, well, well, he's right. You know, they can't... Yeah, well... T- Duh, he's a well, top 15 player in the league. We know that. And I think he's But I, that but that but that's not yeah. that, we, we people are people are being obtuse. I you think, can't you can't well, just no, look at no, it. No, people way. want to believe. You have a you Vikings fans and and this is not all of you. But the and these are the people that need to be reached. There's always a faction of fans of teams that want to believe the team knows what it's doing. It's like there's always kids like my parents are right. Adults don't know what the hell they're doing half the time. You're better off just to say my parents don't have a bleeping clue. I know that they're trying, yeah. but in this case, but in this case, what you have is you have Butler being insubordinate to Thib, Tibbs. You have Tibbs being insubordinate to his boss, and the but and here's the here's a real issue now that we saw today. The most calculated, smartest guy in this entire thing is Butler. Well, yeah. I mean, well, and, for, and, for him, for him to purposely look at late, he knows that late. He knows he did that on purpose. Layden is the least alpha guy out there. Layden is subservient to Tibbs. Easy target. He's an easy target. But but Layden is. It's just like when the bully in a class picks on the weak kid, right? He full well knows that that kid can't respond, and that kid's probably going to start crying. Yeah. He did. He said that to Layden. On purpose, he knew exactly oh, who to pick, but he knew who to pick on. Yeah, like he didn't turn to Tibbs and say that, and I'm sure he challenged them too. But the most calculated, smartest guy right now is Jimmy Butler. That's a problem. Well, and the other thing is now it's like okay, now that this has happened, Glenn Taylor. Oh, he's got it. Yeah, everybody's looking at you now. Yeah, you're the owner. This is your team. Yep, you sign the paychecks. Yep, you're, you're now right. that it's your move. Now what are you going to do as the owner of this team? And really, even I'll look at Tom Thibodeau and say, all right, bro, what you going to do now? This is your guy that you love so much, and now he's showing up at practice causing a scene. Of course he is. He's, he's causing a scene because he wants out and because you haven't traded him yet. And Tibbs... Tibbs, in his mind, thinks he can control this, but he can. He's lost control. He's lost all oh, control. Oh, he has no control now. I and mean, he if, doesn't, if Jimmy's doing this type of stuff, Tibbs has no control over that. Correct. 
He has no control over that. The next move, the next, the the adult in the room deal has to be Glenn Taylor. And the thing of it is, is he's the only guy left. Tom Thibodeau's making eight million dollars a year to have control of situations like this, and right now he doesn't have any control. Yep. And that's, you know, it's and that's gr- where you have yeah. to, and that's where you have to look at Glenn Taylor and say, okay, well, look at what's going on. But this never, but as as we've talked about a lot before. The fact that we're even sitting here, and it's, it's a fun story. I love the story. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we're even sitting here today discussing something that should have been nipped in the bud in the springtime is yes. ridi- is ridiculous. We're a week away from the season starting, from the regular season starting. If you want to know why the Timberwolves continue to be a joke of a franchise, and it's too bad because they got some good people there, some people I like a mm-hmm. lot. But if you want to know why they continue to be a national punchline on late night shows, this is why. Yeah. And now the problem they're going to have now is you got to step in if you're Glenn and clean up what's a complete mess as a, as opposed to if you had dealt with it when you should have. And now you're probably in a situation now where everybody is seeing this now. Everybody has seen Woj's tweets now. And everybody has read the story now. Yep. Including other teams and executives around and, the league. Right. Well, and and there's And they have seen all of this now. And there's two options now. There's two options. One is you admit you've lost all control and you just trade them. And if you make the trade with Miami and you don't get exactly what you want, that's just too damn bad. Or they had an opportunity or if to you're get going, a pretty good return for him over the weekend. Sure. Or if you're going, if you're going to keep him and you're going to squat on him, you take today's actions, you call him in and say you are suspended immediately, go home. We never want to see you again. And when we trade you, we will call you. And, now, and until then, we don't we don't want to hear from you or your mm-hmm. agent or anybody else. And you know what's interesting? Now, more than ever, they have a reason to send his behind home. Oh yeah, more than ever. This today, I mean, they had reasons cost. before, but now with this, they can totally say, "Okay, get out of town. We'll be in touch." All right, we're going to trade you. We'll be in touch. All right, let's take a break. Come back. Doogie was at Wolves practice today and saw all of the excitement regarding Jimmy Butler. We're in the TCL broadcast studios. The show is Mackie and Judd. Phil will join at four o'clock. Until then, it is Zolgad, Manny Hill, and Doogie joins next. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet on fifteen hundred ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. You're about to make a whole lot of people around here real happy. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN. All right, let's check your traffic before we get to other crashes that are around town right now. Uh, 35 East southbound, uh, we do have a vehicle spun out in uh, Lilydale. Uh, that's between Randolph and Highway 5 uh, near West 7th Street in Lilydale. Ve- a vehicle is spun out. And uh, that's going to add about a couple of minutes to your uh, to your trip if you're headed southbound on 35E. Uh, this traffic update, by the way, brought to you by Better Business Bureau. Join the Better Business Bureau at the Torch Awards for Ethics. BBB's Torch Award embodies Better Business Bureau's mission of advancing trust in the marketplace. 14 businesses will be honored at U.S. Bank Stadium October 24th. Purchase tickets at bbb.org slash Minnesota. And now as we continue on, on the Mackie and Judd program, we get to other crashes that have uh, occurred around the uh, metropolitan area. Oh, we sure do. Hold on a second here. Is Jimmy leaving? Can Tibbs let him go? These are the days of our wolves. All right, it's a scoop session, but it's going to be Butler scoops and wolves scoops. Darren Doogie Wolfson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, joins us. Um, where do you want to start with this story? I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I mean, it's I'm your show, you, so well, no, you but drive I'm saying, the bus. It doesn't matter to where, me. Well, let's start with this. You tweeted uh, shortly before the show started. ESPN is in town, and it looks like Butler is going to break his silence. So, because he has not talked, correct? At least, he, he has not talked publicly uh, so far. So, what is the story with with your guess on Butler breaking his silence and and how this is going to play out. Sure, and I'll get to that in a second. You asked me where I'd like to begin. Where was my open? My massive ego oh. needs the open. I'm just kidding. Manny, don't play it. On ESPN, <laughs> Rachel Nichols is right now at yep. Jimmy Butler's house. So that's where she was instead of being on the school. Conducting a sit-down interview. I am told it will air at 10 o'clock Central, the 11 Eastern Sports Center. 
Okay. I'm sure it'll be the lead story. So if you're watching ESPN at 10 o'clock tonight, you will see that. I'm sure also ahead of time they will release some sort of short video promo, something to promote the fact that, hey, Jimmy Butler has broken his silence. Watch tonight on the 10 o'clock Central Edition of SportsCenter. This was all calculated. Of course it was. Rachel Nichols wasn't randomly set to be in town today. The wheels on this were put in motion a couple days ago, a few days ago. I'm led to believe that the Wolves had an idea that if Jimmy came back this week, that he was going to go ape bleep in practice. Well, he didn't disappoint. Mm. They got what they should have expected. It was per Adrian Wojnarowski, and he is spot on. There's no reason to dismiss all of his report from this afternoon. Jimmy was mother bleeping people, including general manager Scott Layden. He was shouting at Tom Thibodeau, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins. It was a complete bleep show to the point of, I can't remember the last time a Tibbs practice ended 36 minutes early. Wow. We were told okay. as reporters to be there at 1 o'clock. Interesting. Yep. I got a text message at 1224. Maybe it was 1225. Yep. Somewhere in that vicinity. Hey, we are done. <laughs> okay. I can't tell you. I'm telling you. I don't think that has ever happened. So no. the light bulb went off then. Okay. This is weird. Think about all the things they need to work on. Why are they ending practice 35 minutes early? Mm-hmm. So then you start sending out all the texts. I tweeted something earlier today that one player told me on background, hey, I expect Jimmy to practice this week. Wojnarowski had the report this morning that Jimmy was in the locker room. Okay, well, he did practice today. Another player texted back, I'm legally blind. I said, hey, how did Jimmy look today? I'm legally blind. Can he hear? So, yeah. Because he... <laughs> if, if the player can hear, you should have said, well, if you can hear, I'd just like a report on the, yeah. the audible side of this practice. I was trying Powerful to get the player language. going, so I said, oh, legally blind. My wife goes with that every time she asks why we're still married. Ba-dum-bum. Yeah, so I was trying to get him going. He didn't text me back after that one. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, heck, we sat in these two chairs one week ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it was more you than me, but saying the Wolves could be fining Jimmy. Why aren't they finding Jimmy? Make a statement. Take a stand. Now, it turns out, I didn't have the answer right with you live, but I tweeted it out later that night that the reason the Wolves weren't finding Jimmy was they really thought, deep down, that he would come back and he would play, practice, that, hey, everything would be okay. Not necessarily holding hands kumbaya, but everything would be okay that they eventually would satisfy the trade requests slash demand, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily need to do that before the season starts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was this was Jimmy's next step. Now, I thought there was a league executive that ran this by me of an Eastern Conference team that has checked in on Butler, but has always been on the outside looking in in terms of really being close to any sort of transaction. This individual said, hey... The Butler situation really isn't totally out of control. It would get to that point if Jimmy elects to have some sort of surgery, right? Needs to have the knee cleaned up yeah, or something more with the wrist. Yep. And so he's back. Kawhi. What? Yeah. He needs to get paid. Yeah. Pull a Kawhi. Needs to get paid, but he can't play. Well, Jimmy, it doesn't appear is undergoing any sort of surgery anytime soon. He chose a different route. One to show up. Wanted to make sure that all the details leaked, and now he will break his silence, and he's doing it right now with Rachel Nichols. So is he, <laughs> do we <laughs> think he's now going to show up and pull the same stunt at the next practice? Is he going to disappear again? Are they? Are the Wolves going to have the guts to finally <laughs> suspend him? I mean, you've you've got you've got yeah, reasons those, now. Yeah, those are good they, questions. They need to find him and or send him home. That I don't know, but can you foresee any sort of scenario that entails Jimmy Butler practicing with the Wolves tomorrow. No, right? I mean No, no, well, I can't, but this is no. But there's no there's, no. But there's no sense being invoked here. None. <laughs> You're right. Like this doesn't make any sense. It's a great story. I love the story, but it makes no sense. It's just one where's, layer. Where's Glenn? 
after another. Where's Glenn and this Taylor? is why this is why when, when Oh, he's so paying many, attention. I can promise you that. Oh, but this, but this is why when so many people were saying, well, you know, they 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 they're they're playing it right by, you know, just they they got to hang on to him and and wait till what it, you know, things could happen over the course. Of, but this is this is not just any other situation. In any other with any other coach, with any other front office executive, I would say, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But this is Tom Thibodeau. This is his guy, and this is Jimmy Butler, and this is the Wolves. It's a completely different situation. This is a very unique situation because it's this franchise. And there are no good guys. None. No, of course not. None. I mean, I'm not quite sure what Jimmy is trying to accomplish pulling these shenanigans. Jimmy's being a bleep you-know-what. Correct. Now, I've always said, hey, when you're a top 15 player, we can debate that, but I still think Jimmy, two-way-wise, you're still sure. top 15 in the league. Sure. You're in a right to be a little bit of a diva. Maybe even more so. But this is, this is over the top. Mother bleeping the general manager during practice. <laughs> On purpose, knowing knowing the GM would take it. Correct. But Did- also, I'm telling you, I can't stress this enough. This is more opinion, but let's just call it informed opinion. Okay. This was all calculated. This wasn't just random. Right. The Wolves knew. That if Jimmy showed up on the practice court, that something like this very well could happen. Did they not care? They didn't care, apparently. If they cared, they would have fined him. When Butler and Tibbs talked on Monday, right? Don't you make some sort of announcement Monday night, Tuesday morning? Jimmy Butler is being fined, suspended indefinitely, violation of team rules, however you want to term it, right? Right. But that never took place. All right, as far as the trades go, what's going on? And I know that Woj had the report over the weekend that Saturday they were very close with the Heat on a deal, that the physicals had been exchanged, the owners had talked, and that the Timberwolves then at the last second went back and asked for a bit more, and the Heat said no. Yes, and that's why, frankly, Butler was here on media day to undergo a physical, just to get to that point where medical records could be exchanged. So, yes, typically when medical records are exchanged, you know, to go with the football cliche, you're on the five-yard line. Like, way more often than not, when teams exchange medical records, a trade eventually happens. So is that part of this equation that Jimmy thought on Saturday he was heading to Miami, then all of a sudden, for whatever reason or reasons, it blew up? Now, I will add this. Mark Stein formerly of ESPN, the Dallas Morning News. I know Mark, tremendous reporter. He wrote yesterday, he now works for the New York Times on the New York Times website, that Wolves owner Glenn Taylor nixed a trade. He balked at a trade offer that included Josh Richardson and a future first-round pick. Now, due to cap ramifications, Butler for Richardson plus a future first does not work. Right. So Miami would have to add something. I don't think it's Olnick. I think if it was it's Kelly Olnick, waiters, right? it's, yes. I don't know that for sure, Manny. But yes, logically, it's waiters, Dion I think Waiters. Is, yeah, because Richardson's making, what, nine and a half Richardson kicks in the four-year, $42 million extension. But year one is worth less than year two, year three, year right. four. So yeah, approximately $9 million. And waiters, I th- waiters, I think, is at 11. And year. for what, Three more years? Three is Deion more, Waiters years, signed yeah. for three more years? Three more years, yep. I mean, that's the hiccup. 2021, I believe. That's an issue. Now, me personally, if I can get Richardson, and that's fine if if it's a lottery-protected first-round pick, because with Jimmy, Miami's making the playoffs, especially in the East. You're going to get that pick. You'll get that pick. Now, it's yeah. not a real strong draft, unfortunately, in June, at least right now. The optics on the draft are not that great. Mm-hmm. Like this past June, that was a really good draft. The 2019 draft? doesn't appear so. But a draft pick is an asset. But it is an asset, yeah. So if you have the 18th, 19th pick, it's still a pretty good asset. So if you can get the 18th or 19th pick in the June draft, plus Josh Richardson, who's a good player, signed for four more years. Mm -hmm. Good two-way player. Can make threes. I'm telling you, really good defender. If you can get Josh Richardson, Mm -hmm. to me... You take Dion Waiters. So is Stein's report wrong in that Glenn Nix did? Yes, so I'm getting to that. Yes. I love Mark. I am told by numerous people that would know that Glenn Taylor did not nix that trade. 
Well, in fact, I'm even led to believe that if Miami really did offer that, and I don't know if they did or not, but if Miami put that offer on the table, the trade would be done. But we have no reason not to believe the Woj report that a deal, the parameters of a deal were basically in place. And, I would trust somebody, that report, yes. And somebody from the Wolves with perhaps a deep, gravelly voice who likes to yell <laughs> up the ante. Well, and that's, that's I mean, more... part of the ante is they still want Miami to take Gorgie Jang's contract. And I think there's some reluctance on the Miami end. But here's the issue. One of our good buddies, somebody who is knee-deep in this story, put it best to me last night via text. I can't recall a story, and we've been doing this a long time. I can't recall a story where the two sides are so far apart. There is so much conflicting information. Who's controlling the message? It is really hard to know deep down by, by two what sides, is completely true. But I'm just telling by you. By two sides fall far apart is that? The Miami Taylor, side okay, Miami slash versus, the Butler camp. Okay, gotcha. Combining those two, you guys recall, then the Wolves side. Do you guys recall a story, and, and I think this is the starting point internally with the Wolves, I can't recall covering a story where there was so much emotion and passion. This isn't normal. Ordinarily, the Wolves would be just corporate about it. They'd be ticked, right? But you would say to yourself, for the for the best thing for this franchise, we have to do this. And there would be a plan, and it, it would get done. This is, this is, and I'm not joking around here, this is like a couple getting divorced. Pretty ugly, and they sue each other, and they hate each other, and they make the kids feel terrible. The players being the kids in this case, and this is the, the amount of emotion that seems to be transpiring here between the Butler camp and Tibbs is what makes this so damn unusual. The other layer to that is Bernie Lee, Jimmy Butler's agent, and Tom Thibodeau have a long-standing relationship. Now, how that relationship is today. We can all assume things. I don't know for sure. Does Bernie have more But that clients? is a relationship that goes way back. Or is Butler his sole client? Well, he represented John Lucas III. Okay. So. Who's now on the Wolves staff mm. when John was a player. Okay. He represented former Wolves guard Mike James. I mean, Bernie's had clients. <laughs> Mike James. But as man. far as I know, currently, <laughs> this what, very second, he yeah. has one NBA client. So he has nothing else to do, basically, Jimmy with Butler. his life other than Jimmy. Well... But even so, I mean, just to put myself in his shoes, you've got a guy that is going to sign a $100 million plus deal in less than 12 months. Think about the commission you make on said deal. You're going to bend over backwards for that guy. I just love that you mentioned Mike James again. It's fantastic. Tell me what I do wrong. What do I do wrong? What do I do bad? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one of my all-time favorite interviews. So I saw a report. And it wasn't even me. I was just sitting back. But all-time favorite interview to listen to. I I saw an ESPN report today. It might have been Woj before all of this broke. That that it came out that the Rockets trade offer doesn't involve P.J. Tucker. And that's who who the Wolves want. And it's amazing that 33-year-old P.J. Tucker is holding up a trade. So again, does that pass the sniff test? For me, it doesn't. Okay. You mean to tell me if Houston can acquire Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. and acquire his bird rights, mm-hmm. and all they have to give up is Eric Gordon plus P.J. Tucker, and they won't put... And hey, Tucker is a good fit for them. They were a top-five defensive team last year, in large part because like PJ of P.J. Tucker. I like P.J. I like but you mean to tell me P.J. Tucker at 33 years old is holding up this trade? I have a hard time believing it. Now, do I think the Wolves want to trade Jimmy to Houston? A Western powerhouse? No, I don't. Sure. Especially yeah, because then they resign him and they have him. I don't. And Eric Gordon back. I mean, that's that's just, yeah. So I would not, not bet on him landing in Houston. Also on Houston. I mean, this is completely buried. But think about the owner we in an interview with yeah. SB Nation He's yesterday get hit with a pretty hefty tampering fine. Yes, I would imagine. going on the record. I mean, think about Magic Johnson. Yep. The comments about Paul George. <laughs> I mean, this has tampering written all over it. But, I mean, that tentacle is completely lost in this circus, right? Why did he, It's a mere afterthought that the Rockets have tampered. Why did he do it? The owner? Because he's a new owner and he probably didn't know any better. Okay. <laughs> I thought it might have been... Wasn't thinking. No filter. Okay. Just like Magic did. I don't know. For better. sure. I mean, that's just my opinion. Thing. That's my opinion. Sure. You know, he's only owned the Rockets for, what, about a year, give or take? Sure. Doesn't know every it's, single it's the rule. Same as Magic. Magic didn't really know any better. You might want to know those rules. I mean, tampering's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. All right. 
So give me your give me your best guess from having covered this story. What's next? Trying to use all the irrational thought. A trade thought. happens. But, I mean, what's next? I mean, I've already died on the hill because I said Jimmy would never, ever wear a Wolves uniform again. Now, I guess I actually don't know if he actually even wore a Wolves uniform in practice today. <laughs> I'm imagining that he did. Maybe not, yeah. It's still hard for me to see Jimmy playing in a game, wearing a Wolves uniform in a game. But, hey, I said I would die in the hill. That Jimmy will never, ever wear a Wolves uniform again. And, hey, even if it was calculated so he could get into practice today and mother bleep, the general manager and others. My guess is he, he technically was... wore a wolves uniform again, so I died on that hill. So R.I.P. me. So what's next? <laughs> My guess is he wore a tank top <laughs> with Tony Montana on the front of it. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't put it past him. Oh, that would Say be legendary. To the bad guy. But can Glenn? That would be epic. But what's next? Yeah, can Glenn? A now... trade is happening. So can Glenn step in and and go back to the Heat and just work a trade that's acceptable? Well, I was told by somebody in the loop. Now. 24 hours later, right. it's a fluid situation. Things change. But that yesterday, about this time, that Glenn was still deferring to Tom and Scott. That Glenn is not to the point of, hey, I'm taking over these negotiations. That it's still on Tom and Scott. Now, 24 hours later, I mean, right? I mean, Glenn, Glenn should go to the Heat owner or even to Pat Riley. He knows Pat. And just complete the deal. When you got to the five-yard line... Right. With the medical records exchanged over the weekend. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Complete that deal, and everybody can move can on. Can you just go do that? Think about the distraction it is for the Wolves. I mean, they look lifeless in these preseason games. Mm-hmm. Yes. They look so bored, so disinterested. They actually have to play a real game one week from tonight. Well, and there's no way that, that, that the head coach has their respect right now, correct? None. None. Because Nobody. I don't even think, well, I don't know this on Taj. Let me be careful because sure. this thing will be aggregated and it'll be on. I'm tweeting out right now. There are guys on websites. that team, Doogie, that I think but there are, are, guys, are good yes. guys that will that are professionals that, regardless of the situation, are going to show up and work and be ready to play and all that stuff. But you do have to wonder about other guys on the yes. team that are more than anything might just be a little bit shell shocked over what they saw today. All of the above, Manny. So I'll just say this. Mm-hmm. There are certainly guys in that locker room that have no interest in playing for Tibbs right now. They'll be professionals. Right. They're getting paid a lot of money. Right. But I'm just saying, well, they prefer that a change happens sooner rather than later. The tell from today is very simple. If you had anybody that respected Tibbs at all, when Butler starts to pull this stuff, somebody goes after Jimmy. If you're Taj, if you're Taj, I don't care if you're buddies. If you have respect for Tibbs, you confront him immediately. Jimmy, not Tom. And the fact that it sounds like Jimmy ran this practice is a complete indictment on the respect that the veterans on that team have for their coach. Sure, although, I mean, Jimmy going back to last year oftentimes ran these practices. No, but when he starts... He's MFing been vocal people. before. No, I get that. But he's been I, but, overly emotional but, before. But you, but a guy like Taj is very smart. He knows that Jimmy is calculated and is doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. If he is on Tibbs' side at all, he goes to Jimmy and says, "Shut up right now, or we're going to fight." Sure, that's fair. And the fact that he didn't do that is not an indictment on Taj. It's a tell on how these guys feel mm-hmm. about Tom. You know, they probably laughed. I bet you the you bleep and need me, and you look at Scott Layden. I bet they, I bet they were laughing. I think that's probably a safe but assumption. This has now become it's a complete, it's out of control. It's a complete mess. It and, is, and, although, and, and it's there for our sake. For talk oh, radio fodder sake, show. I love it for our sake. I want Jimmy here for many more months. Wait until February sixth to trade him. Hey, you're right. <laughs> right, you're we right. We want him here. This is the most dysfunctional thing that I have seen. I said this before, since Percy threw the dumbbell at Childress and at the last last second at Winter Park, somebody closed the door and the dumbbell hit the door. This That's is right. the be- this yeah. is the I most mean, dysfunctional thing I've seen if, since then. If anything, he has if anything, Jimmy Butler in the last year and couple months that he's been here, he has made whatever, however you want to look at it, he's made this team relevant. Everybody around the country right. is talking about this team yeah. right now. Positive light, negative light, however you want to view it. Yeah, Everybody's I mean, Rachel Nichols wouldn't be here otherwise, right? She right. wasn't coming just to do a 
season preview on the Wolves. Because locally, I mean, the we Wolves are the lead on Sports Center tonight. Yeah. Credit to Jimmy Butler yeah. for that. By the way, yeah. the Gophers football boycott for me. You're talking oh, yeah. Harvin oh, yeah. throwing yeah, the yeah, way. Yeah. But just for it to get to that point, yeah. that for me. But yeah, I mean, this is this is uncharted territory. Thank you, sir. Thanks, you got Dougie. it. Awesome. That, that was a Wolves Jimmy Butler centric uh, scoop with Dukes. Take a break. Come back from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Uh, Phil will join at 4 o'clock. Mackie and Judd is Judd and Manny. Until then. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Please keep working during the following announcement. Mackie and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. All right, let's check in on your traffic once again. Now, 169 northbound, we have a crash in Hopkins uh, between Excelsior Boulevard and Highway 7, uh, adding about three minutes to your commute if you're headed northbound on 169. Uh, Also on 169, uh, a little bit further south near Edina, we've got a uh, four-minute delay. That's because of a crash between Anderson Lakes Parkway and 494. And then uh, 35E northbound, we have a crash near Lilydale uh, between Victoria Street and and, uh, St. Clair Avenue, adding about uh, four extra minutes to your commute in that area. So that is a look at a few crashes around the area. And uh, we just got through talking uh, with Doogie for about two segments worth in one. About the uh, crash going on at uh, Mayo Clinic Square, sounds like. Yeah, if you have not not heard the news today, I will uh, reset it for you by uh, reading this from Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN.com. This came out a couple hours ago. Um, and Doogie did inform us that the uh, Wolves practice ended 36 minutes early today. Which in, that never which happens in professional sports doesn't happen unless no. there's a disaster. Especially in, in the case of Tibbs, that will never happen usually. Uh, from what Woj wrote, Jimmy Butler participated in the Timberwolves' practice on Wednesday, a session that included him verbally challenging teammates, co- coaches, and front office executives, league sources told ESPN. Butler was vociferous and emotional at times, targeting president coach Tom Thibodeau, general manager Scott Layden, and teammates Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. He had not practiced with the team so far in training camp after requesting a trade three weeks ago. Butler participated in drills and scrimmaged with the Wolves, sources said. At one point in a scrimmage, sources said, Butler turned to Layton, the GM, and screamed, You bleepin' need me. You can't win without me. You need people like me. <laughs> leaving, that's so perfect, leaving teammates and coaches speechless at that point. Uh, Doogie also informed us that Jimmy Butler is going to break his silence on the 10 o'clock Sports Center on ESPN last night. Rachel Nichols is in town, and she is uh, conducting a sit-down as we speak right now with Butler, which will air once again, ESPN Sports Center, 10 o'clock tonight. Johnny Krasinski, the athletic, also has tweeted exactly what Doogie said, which is the Wolves were warned this would happen mm-hmm. multiple times, the meltdown. The Wolves were warned this would happen multiple times, and they still let it go. So if that does not define dysfunction, I don't know what does. You know that this is going to happen. You were told multiple times that this was going to happen. Not this could happen, that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you still... A lot to happen. I mean, they, John, they have been dragging their feet ever since, ever since the, the Game 5 against the Houston Rockets ended last spring. They knew, this was, they knew that this was an issue. Oh, yeah. All summer long, they knew... They, again, I keep going back to it. Doogie sat in here in studio with you guys mm-hmm. and said at the end of the season, said, all is not well. Well, there are things there. Are and then there was the constant on. trolling. Yeah. That Butler did on Instagram, on Twitter. He's over in Paris playing dominoes with his buddies with the Eiffel Tower in the background, posing but, it to Instagram. But two things, two things to keep in mind that are very important here. One, professional sports practices this time of year don't end early. Unless something almost catastrophic, We're a week when Teddy the when Teddy's knee exploded, yeah, the Vikings called practice. Yep. It's stuff like that. Stuff like that. Thirty six yep. minutes early, they called practice. That doesn't happen, as Doogie Not said. A week before the season, they need a ton of work. The other thing that's incredibly important, unless this is missing from Woj's reports on the practice, is nobody confronted Butler. 
That means Tibbs and Layden have lost all control. If you had any player that had respect for their coach right now or their franchise or the emblem, the logo, then somebody would have gotten in Jimmy's face and said, shut up. And the next thing you say, you're going to get hit. And the reporting says that Jimmy basically ran the entire show, which means that this franchise has lost all control. And listen, I'll say it slow because people don't want to believe it. They have to trade him. Oh, yeah. There's no leverage here, folks. There's no leverage. The only way to make this right if you're not going to trade him is I need to see a press release in about an hour that says he's been suspended. And now you have you have the Miami Heat who are very much interested in having talks and conversations with you. Again, they're interested in, in reigniting trade conversations about Jimmy Butler. Now, I mean, I don't know if that's changed at all based on the events of, what, 90 minutes ago? But, I mean, you have you have a taker right now. Right. You have a team that wants Jimmy Butler. Glenn Taylor needs to call that team back and say, let's do it right now. And when they say, where's Tom? You say, I don't care. And if Tom wants to quit, Tom can quit. Might be better. Would be better. Yeah. This is... Uh, okay. I'm going to say this in two different ways. Okay. From our standpoint, this juicy story is fantastic. hmm So I am... Um, the part of me that does this show, the part of you that does this show, is thoroughly enjoying this. From the standpoint of... A team, this is a complete embarrassment. It is. It's a complete embarrassment, and it makes no sense. And you now look at what the Wolves are doing and say to yourself, you're a complete joke. You're being run by a guy who's allowing you to be made a joke. Mm -hmm. You have no common sense here. And for the owner to not come down, or for, you know what, I, I don't care at this point. If I ran the business operations of this club, I'd go to Glenn and say, we're calling the heat right now, and we're and we're going to make this trade. And if Tom storms in, I said, Tom, shut up and get out of the room. That's, because see. Just shut up. Well, and, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear a word from you, Tom. And I'll speak from, from two different perspectives here. The perspective of the radio and podcast producer. That and longtime I, Wolves fan for yeah. you too. Well, well, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the first perspective is from a radio and producer and podcaster perspective on this. This is fantastic. It's content. It's a talker. It's great. It's, I mean, it's huge. So professionally, I love this. Personally, as somebody who's Watched this team since I was probably eight, nine years old and watching Doug West and Pooh Richardson and Isaiah Ryder and Christian Leitner those years and went all the way through the KG era, the post KG era, the David Kahn era, Flip's return, KG's return. This drives me crazy. And I'm incredibly disappointed. Because this is this is like this is almost a microcosm of what this franchise has been for thirty years. I mean, let's be real here. Mm-hmm. For thirty years, it's been like this, and there's been some fun moments. The KG era was great. There were some decisions made during that time that weren't very good. That ultimately held the team back from winning a championship. But it was fun. They were in the playoffs every year. It was great. This this is, I mean, God, they won 47 games last year and made the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. And everybody ended the season miserable. And now the guy who was solely responsible, well, I shouldn't say solely responsible, but a guy who was a huge part of them breaking that playoff drought, suddenly a month before the season starts, wants out and put on a clown show this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Well, it's unbelievable. It's, unbe- okay. it's, 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 it's crazy. But 
it's believable in the sense that you know that Butler well, because was it's capable of this. Well, yeah. But you knew what Jimmy Jimmy told him. I'm going to to do that. I'm telling. If he continues to practice, he will get. He will go after a player. Wiggins is my guess. He's going to make their life as miserable as possible. Goes back to what I said. And before. he's going to go after it, people. It goes back to what I said before, though. This is where you have to have an adult in the room. <laughs> you can't. This. I don't recall. There are no adults in the room right now. I don't recall. <laughs> this isn't divorce, though. Oh, yeah. This is Tibbs and Jimmy getting divorced. And it's messy. Mm-hmm. And it's public. And. Glenn Taylor has to step in and say, Tom, I'm removing you from this entirely. I, I would fire him personally. But if you're not going to do that, you need to step in and say, Tom, I'm not I'm not going to fire you today, but you are no longer in control of this player situation. And in this instance, this team, I am making the trade myself. I almost wonder if they need to. I mean, it's. I don't know how plausible this is now as we're seven days away from the season starting, but I almost feel like they need to bring in somebody else from the outside, some sort of executive. And if that means that that person's got to usurp Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden, then so be it. Because Tibbs and Scott Layden have no control of the situation right now. Mm-hmm. If Jimmy Butler can waltz into practice and do what he did today and nobody is doing anything or saying anything about it, Somebody needs to be an adult here. But how how dumb are these people when when you can have two yahoos sitting in this studio for the last two weeks telling you what's going to happen, <laughs> and you can't figure it out? And along not I not mean, only us, but everybody else has been telling them, "Hey, this is going to happen. I if mean, you a, bring Jimmy back, this is going to happen." A forty eight year old grad of Benil shouldn't be able to tell you exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Or if he can, then you should damn well know and make the appropriate moves. And for everybody who thinks there's a long play here, no, there's not. They don't. No, 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 no. This is all about emotion and passion and has zero to do with a long play. There's no there's no common sense being applied. Oh. This is yet another lesson of why you don't look at a team that you root for and say, they're doing the right thing. Because because that's the, it's it's very easy to look at the situation yes. and say yeah they can well look, they can look. let this thing slow cook and they can you know three, they can trade they don't need to trade them right now three examples that we have sat here and talked about for months now three the Vikings screwed up the draft Mike Hughes might be a nice player you should have you should have taken, taken a guard lineman. or traded up to the second round that's yep. not hard and if you disagree with me you're just wrong yeah the Twins screwed up on Buxton. Yeah. That was not difficult. You you got you got yourself an extra year when Byron Buxton by that point might be working at Panera. Okay? <laughs> that was not hard. This is not hard. And the only reason why I don't bring up the wild is because I think the new GM said this is great. I'll just wait this thing out and we won't make the playoffs. Yeah, pretty much. But listen, these teams aren't that smart. They do a lot of stupid things. Need to put you in charge. Mackie joins next. I'm sure he'll have some things to say about this. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers! On 1500 ESPN.